10 years ago, maybe you remember this because you got your feet wet, um, we had something called the Go Train Don River Flood. Commuters had to put their feet up on the seats as marine life swam through the stalled cars. <laughs> I'm sorry if you found that delay really irksome and, you know, the water and all of that stuff. But, I mean, come on, it's been 10 years. We can laugh now, can't we? Here's how it sounded with Dave Agar 10 years ago. It was a wild, sometimes scary night. Cars submerged to their rooftops and some of the road dips at underpasses and the like. For about 1,400 GO Train passengers trying to get home to Richmond Hill, the entire train was flooded in the Don Valley. Rescue crews rushed in to remove these passengers, roughly one at a time, on inflatable watercraft. They were stranded around 5.45 last evening. Full rescue didn't end until 1 o'clock this morning. All right, that's uh, the legendary Dave Agar reporting it 10 years ago. Another person who had to deal with it in a much more direct way was the spokesperson for Metrolinx, Anne-Marie Akins. Good morning. Good morning, Jerry. What a night that must have been for you. Well, it was. It was because it, it was uh, it was a Monday and it was rush hour. And uh, all we kind of remember, and uh, it's it's weird to think now that it was less than 48 hours after the Lac Megantic tragedy, um, th- that this uh, we pre- they predicted a, a you know a, a thunderstorm. There was going to be a you know kind of a tough uh, rainstorm, but that's all. That's no one knew that there was this coming. And uh, I was uh, in Union Station. Because that's where I worked, and and uh, I was I had left at rush hour because I thought I want to get home and try and miss this thunderstorm, but it had already suddenly started, and it just was a downpour, and already the streets Union Union Station was already starting to see some water, then the streets were starting to see some water, and I started to um, walk to the streetcar. But this, everything was flooded already. Within minutes, it was flooded. So I had to walk home. It was the wettest I think I've ever been, ever. But, you know, listening now to that report from Dave Agar 10 years ago, and he talks about um, cars with the water up to the roof. I mean, there was the potential there for people to die. Oh, oh yes, there was. When I live at the bottom of the uh, uh, Don Valley in in that area, so I was witnessing the cars underwater, and I was it was a surreal experience. It was not anything I'd ever seen before, and you know that area kind of it floods, and you know you expect the the dawn at the uh, the end there t- starts to uh, get pretty high, and it starts to flood the streets. That's something we, we had gotten kind of used to but this was this was different these cars were completely um many of them underwater people had abandoned them and uh and you just wonder what on earth else is happening so it took me a while to get home and it's so did it other other people as well because even streetcars couldn't go um power started to go out all kinds of things. I lived in a high-rise condo, so generally speaking, the the power doesn't go out during tough weather. So I got home um, to dry out and then see what was going on with uh, what was ever going on at work. And uh, that's when I started to see tweets first, and I just didn't believe them. 
Well, uh, I'm looking at uh, stories on this. Anne-Marie Akinsey is with me. She's the former Metrolinx spokesperson, remembering back 10 years ago with what we're calling the great Go Train Don River flood. And uh, Go officials reported then, you would have been one of them, the train crews had earlier taken the unusual step of opening windows in the hopes of improving ventilation on board for up to 1,900 passengers who can pack a rush hour train. Um, so you had a lot of people and just, uh, I'm surprised there hasn't been a movie or, or even a, a, a television show takeoff on this? I, you, you'd think. There, there has been in the past uh, a, a series that used to be on the GO train that was years and years before my time, but uh, you would think because it was, it was, I think, an evening of resilience and people worked together uh, wherever you were. If you were on a train, if you were on a streetcar, if you were uh, stranded on the street, people were helping each other. It was, you know, in, in very difficult times, people really do rise to the occasion. But there's a lot of people that are very afraid of, of water, whether they can't swim, they've had a, a bad um you know, experience with water before. So, so a lot of people are, are very afraid of it. The, um, there was, you know, our, our biggest memory is of the go train being underwater and the people being stranded, but there were instances um, that the city and the region was trying to deal with right across the region that were far um, scarier, that were uh, riskier, that were dangerous, that people, the, the bridges were flooded, the roads were flooded, highways. There was uh, the sewers just couldn't keep up with the kind of rain that we got. Um, but a lot of I think we learned a lot, like every crisis, people learn a lot through it. And that was a, certainly a learning experience. And uh, with whether it was about climate change, weather reporting, uh, whether it was about how to manage a crisis when you have to, you're, you know, you're working as a, a region together, police, fire, emergency. Uh, it was, uh, we, it, we learned a lot from that. Um, unfortunately, uh, I think we're a bit late for climate change but uh, because months later we had the the largest ice storm i think we've ever had as well just in the, in december it you know we we have crazy weather now that uh, that we're all trying to deal with that uh, but it we, we did learn a lot and a blood flood mitigation i think the toronto region conservation authority really to their credit um uh, did a lot of work on the dawn, and uh, there's a lot more work underway that's preventing those kinds of instances from happening again. All right, I'm talking to Anne-Marie Akins. Jerry Agar in for John Moore today again. Um, she's the former Metrolink spokesperson. She's not their spokesperson now, but looking at some of the stories from the day, there's a person named Eleanor Luck. She was on one on the GO train in this flood, and she said, she told the, the star, literally you were watching the water rise. It was scary. People were going up onto the second uh, level on the train. She said a small water snake wiggled its way onto the first floor of the train and she had thoughts of swimming out the window just to get away uh, so what an experience you're no longer the spokesperson for uh metrolinks what are you doing 
Oh, well, I'm, I'm in private practice now, so I'm doing similar kinds of things, um, uh, just helping other people manage their crisis uh, communications and their media strategies and so forth. So I'm just doing it on my own now. I'm having a lot of fun doing it and, uh, um, you know, taking all the experiences that I've gotten when I was in public service, because I was in public service before uh, Metrolink. So okay. for um, and so I, I just have a, a lot of experience that I can lend to now to other people. So having All fun. Right. Well, then, as a private citizen, would you like to comment on the Eglinton Crosstown? <laughs> I, I knew you'd slip that in. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, I have no idea at this point in time, because it's been, uh, uh, oh, I don't know, seven months since I've been there, that uh, where they are now. But uh uh, I, I'm pretty confident it'll open eventually. <laughs> How's that? How's yeah. that, Jerry? And uh, I followed you on threads, so yeah. how about that? <laughs> okay, well, thanks for that. Okay, Anne-Marie Akins, thanks for this. Well, thanks, Jerry.